You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What a day. What a freaking day. Grant Napier here on Listen App. Great to have you with us. I don't even know where to start with everything that has transpired today in the sports world. Maybe we'll start with the latest development. Buster Posey is going to announce his retirement from the San Francisco Giants. That will be tomorrow. When you think of Buster Posey, one of the great Giants uh, of all time, a guy that uh, meant so much to their success and the three championships and this past year. And he is just one of the real greats, great guy. And he will announce his retirement tomorrow. Really shocking news. I don't think anybody uh, thought that Buster Posey would announce his retirement and stop playing baseball, but he has, and that will be coming uh, tomorrow. Again, I'm not really sure where to start because the news today Uh, is absolutely crazy. Why don't we start with the news that came out in Las Vegas regarding Henry Ruggs III, who was driving 156 miles per hour with a blood alcohol content twice Nevada's legal limit and his recklessness killed a 23-year-old woman. You know what I think? This is me speaking now. And again, according to the report, the Corvette that he was driving was at 127 miles per, per hour, 127 when it slammed into the Toyota which ruptured the vehicle's fuel tank and ignited a fireball. So he was going 156, decelerated to 127 when it hit the Toyota. You know what I think that is? I think that is murder. That's what I think. The charge is the DUI that causes death. You know what I think that is? I think that's murder. I think he murdered somebody. You're driving 156 miles per hour. Think about that for a minute. 156 miles per hour. And because of your, I'm not even sure what adjective to use. A 23-year-old loses her life. You know what that is to me? That's murder. That's not an accident. That's murder. You murdered somebody. And I hope he pays, and I hope he goes to jail for a long time. It's despicable. A blood alcohol content twice, the state's legal limit, driving 156 miles per hour. Unbelievable. 23-year-old woman and her dog burned to death in the Toyota RAV4. I mean, what what, what else are you going to say? The Raiders thankfully released Ruggs and Ruggs' girlfriend was with him in the car. She was also 
injured. Yesterday, she underwent surgery for a severe arm injury. But the lady, the gal, 23 years old, gone. Gone because Henry Ruggs III thought it would be a good idea to get behind the wheel intoxicated and drive 156 miles per hour. Think about that for a minute. 156 miles per hour. And an innocent person, probably just on her way home, she lived a couple of blocks from the scene of the accident, just on her way home, minding her own business with her dog, loses her life. A senseless, and I'm going to call it murder. Because to me, that's murder. Not premeditated, obviously, but that's that's manslaughter to me. That that you you there's just it's 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 awful. Absolutely awful. All right, other big news today in the sports world. Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID nineteen. He is out this weekend against the Kansas City Chiefs. Rodgers, unvaccinated, all right, unvaccinated. So under the league rules, he has to quarantine for a minimum of 10 days and cannot return on November 13th at the earliest. That's if he remains asymptomatic. How about that? Now, this story is going to become much larger than it currently is. The NFL said this. The primary responsibility for enforcement of the COVID protocols within club facilities rests with each club. Failure to properly enforce the protocols has resulted in discipline being assessed against individual clubs in the past. Well, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers violated the COVID protocols, period. There's really no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you have seen the video, Aaron Rodgers was asked in August if he was vaccinated, and he answered, yes, I'm immunized, immunized, right? Didn't he say that? Didn't he say that? How about the coach, LaFleur, when asked about it, That's a great question for Aaron. I'm not going to comment on it. What do you do do here if you're the National Football League? Right? What do you do? What do you do? The Packers violated COVID protocols. Aaron Rodgers violated COVID COVID protocols. Good thing I don't have to speak for a living. I mean, what what do you what do you say? I mean, technically Aaron Rodgers didn't lie when he when he answered the question, and he doesn't have to speak truthfully anyway. He's not under oath. But it's a bad look for Aaron Rodgers, isn't it? Right? What do you think about this? Do you think the Packers should get into a lot of trouble from the National Football League? I mean, how do you look at this? This bad. It's a bad look. Very bad look. Packers 7-1. and one. They've won seven straight after losing the opening night game to New Orleans, or opening day game. And now you have the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers who violated COVID protocols all year, as did the Green Bay Packers, period. There's really no no debating that. What's going to happen? I don't know. It's just a bad look. Very bad look. Speaking of bad looks, how about the Cleveland Browns and Odell Beckham? You want to talk about bad looks? 
Baker Mayfield said that he was stunned that Odell Beckham Jr.'s father trashed him over social media. Mayfield said today, naturally, he wants his son to succeed. I can't blame him for that. I want Odell to succeed. That's where we were at, or at least so I thought. Brutal. By the way, Beckham was told to stay home and not come to practice today. Good for the Cleveland Browns. I've talked about this for years. Baker Mayfield said that he's actually talked with Odell's dad. He said, quote, I've had conversations with his dad before, man-to-man, face-to-face, and I was pretty surprised by the video and the intentions and the feelings behind it. I would be lying if I said otherwise. And again, according to an ESPN report, Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of the Browns, told players earlier in the day that Odell Beckham effectively is not on the team right now. And you know what I say to that? Good. He shouldn't be on the team. I mean, I wouldn't have had him on the team after what he did with the video that he posted on Instagram after Stefanski came out and said that he would be inactive for the second week of the season. His video that he put out, the lyrics of a song, was direct criticism at his head coach. But, of course, with Baker, excuse me, with Odell, it's never his fault. It's always somebody else's fault. It's never his fault. He never does anything wrong. It's already, it's always somebody else. Sorry about my uh my, my slurring a little bit today. I had a dentist appointment about three hours ago, so I'm still dealing with that. Uh, Baker Mayfield said, unfortunately, getting ready for the Bengals on Sunday, this is a part of the job that's not much fun. You want to try and eliminate the distractions and everything, but trying to get the best out of your teammates is first and foremost. I think the most important thing for me is trying to elevate the guys around me. Being able to get the focus back on football is extremely important. This is something that's very unique. There's no manual for this one. There's not a handbook on how to navigate this besides talk to people, see how they are feeling about it, and just keep it open because this is one of those things like everybody can see it can be a dividing thing or it can be a rallying cry. How about that? What a mess. I told you I was so happy when Odell Beckham got traded from the Giants. I didn't want him on the Giants, being a Giants fan. I thought he was just uh, 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 embarrassing to the franchise. I am not an Odell Beckham fan. I am not a guy that's me, 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 me. Uh, The way he handled himself leading up to the only playoff game he's ever been in was a disgrace. You know, his actions in Green, Green Bay during the playoff game, you know, coming out onto the field, with only a short song when it was 20 below zero was just ridiculous. And then, you know, the big third down conversion to keep the drive alive. He drops a well-thrown ball by Eli Manning. But it was okay to go to South Beach, you know, on Monday, the week of the uh, playoff game, and post your pictures on social media hanging out on the beach while everyone else was getting ready for a playoff game. That's Odell Beckham in a nutshell for you. That's it in a nutshell. This is a real bad situation. And you and I both know that Odell Beckham will get cut. He'll get waived. And within 24 hours, somebody will pick him up. And then they'll be surprised that they're getting a guy that's a destructive force on a football team that really doesn't do anything other than create controversy and distractions. I've said this for years. And I'm going to say it again today. He is the most overrated receiver in the National Football League. And if you don't think so, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I wouldn't want Odell Beckham anywhere near my football team. Hey, if you want to get in on the show today, hit your hand icon, and I will get you right on. So we got Buster Posey. Going to announce his retirement tomorrow. Aaron Rodgers tests positive for COVID. The Packers and Rodgers violating 
COVID protocols throughout the year. You got Ruggs, who was driving 156 miles per hour seconds before the crash, twice the legal limit. You've got Odell Beckham told to stay home. Baker Mayfield said he's surprised by the video. And then you have the Kings who lost last night, close game, losing at Utah. They come home tonight to take on New Orleans, and New Orleans is just awful. And they blew a big lead last night against the New Orleans Pelicans. Or excuse me, against the Phoenix Suns. They were in Phoenix, and New Orleans blew a big lead. New Orleans is uh, horrible this year. They're 1-7. and seven. Awful. 1-7. and seven. And they are, without Zion Williamson, awful. Speaking of awful, that would be De'Aaron Fox. How bad does he look this year? Good gracious. You know, another awful game last night against the Jazz. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Terrible. I mean, you know, you think he's going to snap out of it and start playing better. He's getting worse. Getting worse. Terrible. Have you seen his shooting percentage this year? 36%, 15% from beyond the arc. And looks like a completely different player out on the floor. Terrible. Go ahead. Hey, just another quiet Wednesday. Nothing going on, right? Nothing going on, and now I can hear you fine. Thank you very much, and uh, I appreciate your patience. I don't even know where to start um, when I ask you. I mean, the Henry Rugg story is just uh, – I don't even know what to say. You got the Aaron Rodgers, Buster Posey retiring. I mean, there's a lot going on, to say the least. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So, so Ruggs, is, Ruggs is done. You know, felony murder, he, he's done. Horrible decision-making, that, that – that, that's a simple one. Um, gosh, it's just it's just so sad. You feel you feel horrible for the innocent people involved, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, we'll see you in fifty years, Henry. Um, uh, yeah, the the Buster Posey, it, it just feels like yesterday he was like the the up and coming superstar for the Giants. And um, off the top of my head, I don't know how many years he played, but my gosh, he what what a career he's had. That's he he is the the um, current version of the Giants icon. You know, he's the 20th first century version of Willie Mays as far as the Giants go. Uh, There's no question about that. I mean, when you think about Buster Posey, you're thinking about one of the best players in the history of the Giants organization. And you know what? That is saying something. I mean, when you think about that franchise and you think about the names that have gone through and then you look at what Buster Posey did in his career and his stats, absolutely remarkable what he did for the San Francisco Giants. Remarkable, absolutely remarkable the career that Buster Posey has had. You got to remember, I mean, he started in 2010. Think about that. His, and his and think about the titles, you know, the championships. Think about the awards. Think about everything he meant to that team. Pretty amazing. Yeah, he, he he's a he's a top flight guy and and he's a great example of a, of a professional. You know, he just he just did it the right he just did everything the right way. He's he's a he's an uh, definitely an icon. Uh you, you know with the uh, with the um Roger situation, you know, the rules are the rules. You know, whether, whether you like him, you don't like him, whether you're okay for vaccinating, not you know, none of that really matters. The rules are the rules and so you know, folks got to do what they they need to do. And then suffer the consequences based on the the decisions they make. You know that that's that's kind of the part about being yes. an adult. You know, it, yes, it, it doesn't really matter what you think. Is that you you've agreed to follow? You've you've agreed to a certain set of standards, and um, there's going to be consequences if you don't follow them. Um, you know, at the same time, you know, there, there's 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 vaccinated there's been vaccinated coaches and players this year that have gotten sick, and you know they're held to a slightly different standard. But sick is sick, so you know they're they're going to. But there's consequences for not following the rules, and and I guess we'll find out what 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 that's going to look yep. like moving forward. And it's going to be interesting. They get to decide based on it because whatever they decide for Aaron Rodgers, that they have to hold that exact same standard for the 53rd guy on the roster for some Correct. random team. So this will this will be a a good benchmark yeah, moving forward. Yeah, in the the Kings, yeah, the, you know, if Fox is is 
75, 80% of what he was last year, you know, the Kings win that game last night. And um, they, they absolutely have to beat uh, New Orleans tonight. This, you know, as much as you can have a must win game in November, yes, this, 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 is this, is, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it very right, much. Buddy. And thanks Take for care. your patience. Really appreciate it. All right. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen App. And again, I do appreciate the patience today. We got to straighten out and it's Chris. Chris, thank you very much for chiming in. What can we do for you? Hey, Grant, this is my first time on Listen Up. How are you? Good, Chris. I really appreciate you checking me out here. I'm doing well, thank you. What can I do for you, sir? I love the platform. We miss you in Sacramento as far as, you know, being on the station every day. So I'm glad that you you have a presence now because thank you. you, you kind of lay it out and tell it like it is. And most of the uh, commentators aren't willing to do that. They, they soft sell it. And as fans, we want to hear, you know, we feel a certain way. And you always were able to bring it, bring it, bring it. And that's what I loved about you. Every day I try to bring it and I appreciate your support. And uh, since you're new here, uh, pass the word along to your friends and let them know I'm doing this because uh, I really want to build up the audience here. But what can I do for you today? Yeah, about the Kings. You know, I, I got a feeling the Kings are going to lose tonight. And it's a game that they should win. I know that. Yep. But it's like every time you think the Kings are improving. Last year they beat Denver two times in the early season and you say okay this team is sort of getting it and let's go and then they they just lay an egg and this year they they beat portland and they beat phoenix and you say okay maybe this is this has got to be the year fox and and halliburton let's go and then you look at the box scores and you see fox is five for 16 and six for 16 and if you're a max player and that's i think he's a max player now, yes he is it is so disappointing to see the max players, professionals, guys who should come back better. Why is it happening in Sacramento? How come we can't get a Donovan Mitchell, a guy that just gets after it and, and finds a way to win? That 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 really frustrates me about the Kings. That's all. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose tonight. Well, uh, I'm looking at a New Orleans team that's one in seven. I look at their... Uh, their starting five is just not very good at all in any way, shape, or form. And you're right. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, but this is a game, and Jay said it well. I know it's only November, but if there's such a thing as must-win games in November for Sacramento, this is it because they have a chance to get healthy here on the homestand. And by healthy, I'm talking about winning some games. You know, even Phoenix is really struggling out of the gate this year. They beat New yeah. Orleans last night, but – you know, I'm looking at Phoenix. They do not look at all like the same team that we saw last year. Now, they look like they have a lot of talent on the floor, but they're only 3-3 three and three right now. And, you know, they're coming up on this homestand. I look at Sacramento, some very winnable games. Charlotte is playing better this year. They're actually yeah. a very respectable team in the East, and they're on this homestand. But, I mean, it starts tonight. You are exactly right. You cannot be losing this game no. to <laughs> New Orleans tonight. And then after that, as I said, you have Charlotte. Indiana is terrible. They're awful in the East. Then you have yeah. Phoenix. So, you know, you got a good chance to run the table on this homestand, but you have to get it done tonight. You're exactly right. I hope so. Keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Hey, call again. Okay. All Take right, care. Will. Thanks. All right. Good stuff right there. Hey, if you want to get on the show, very easy to do. Just raise your hand and we will put you uh, right on. I don't even know what else to say on the Henry Ruggs story and the Aaron Rodgers COVID story. I really don't know what to say. Uh, there will be heavy-duty fines coming down from the National Football League as it relates to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. There's no question they violated the league's uh, COVID protocols. They didn't violate the league's COVID protocols because Rodgers is not vaccinated. They violated the league's COVID protocols for Rodgers being on the sideline when he's not playing and doing press conferences and things of that nature without a mask on. Those are the, some of the issues that they're going to be dealing with. Uh, again, the Raiders, they had no choice. They had to do it. They should have done it. After Henry Ruggs III, twice the blood alcohol content, driving 156 miles per hour just seconds before his car ran into the back of another vehicle that took the life of an innocent woman 23 years old. I think that's murder. Not premeditated, but to me, that's manslaughter.
That's what that is. That doesn't bring back the 23-year-old. But, I mean, I'm really hoping that Ruggs deals with the full extent of the law. It's awful. Can you imagine the family of that 23-year-old? Gone forever. Because a guy gets behind the wheel, intoxicated, and drives 156 miles per hour. By the way, probation is not an option in Nevada for a conviction on a charge of DUI causing death or DUI causing substantial bodily injury. Both uh, have a possible sentence of 2 to 20 years. And then you can add reckless driving, which is one to six years. He could face up to 46 years behind bars if convicted. Awful. Just absolutely awful. All right, if you want to get in on the program, raise your hand. Uh, the World Series last night. Boy, I got to give Atlanta credit. They didn't even make that game look close last night. I mean, they just, they 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 were by far the better team. Got to give them credit. And, you know, that fan base in Atlanta and how bad, you remember how bad the Braves were just a couple of years ago? I give them a lot of credit for building up their organization the right way and going out and getting it done. That's very, very impressive what we saw uh, from the Atlanta Braves. So baseball season is in the books. We now have football. We got college football. And, of course, there's a lot of controversy because of the now the rankings. I don't have a problem with it at all. I think it's actually I think the committee did an excellent job. I don't think Cincinnati deserves to be in the top four. Why? Their schedule is not worthy of recognition, in my opinion, of a top four team. That's how I look at it. Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, and Oregon. Now, you can make the argument that Alabama should not be two because they lost at A&M. A&M is 14th, and that maybe they should be three or four. But... I don't have a problem with Cincinnati being six, Michigan State three, and Oregon is four. Again, I don't have an issue with that. I really don't. I am not a fan of since uh, and Cincinnati may be the best team in the country, although I don't know. But I mean, they may be. But how how are we going to find out with their cupcake schedule? I mean, really, they play Miami of Ohio, then they play Murray State. Indiana, Notre Dame, the only good team they've played. They have Temple, UCF, at Navy, at Tulane. This week, they got the mighty Tulsa team. Then after that, they got the mighty USF team. Then they got the powerhouse SMU Mustangs. And then they wrap up the season, you know, against the vaunted, incredible ECU football program. And when I think of East Carolina, I think of a national powerhouse. That's the schedule for Cincinnati. So don't tell me Cincinnati deserves to be in the college football playoff. Uh Uh-uh. Not with a schedule like that. No. You think that Cincinnati in the SEC would be undefeated? You think Cincinnati in the Big Ten would be undefeated? You think Cincinnati playing Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Iowa, Ohio State would be undefeated? You think Cincinnati would be undefeated playing Ole Miss, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama? I'll stop right there. You think? Uh, No. I mean, come on now. We got to knock this off. You know, I got in a big conversation with this with Tim Brando when he was on my podcast two weeks ago, and Tim feels that Cincinnati is very deserving of a top-four team. And Tim has been covering college football for decades, and I have the utmost respect for him. But I, I don't agree with him on this. I think that the strength of schedule does factor in when you only have four teams that can go into the football playoff. And I'm sorry, Miami of Ohio, Murray State, 
Indiana, Notre Dame, Temple, UCF, Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, SMU, and East Carolina. That is not worthy, in my opinion, of a Final Four in college football. Al, you're on with Grant Napier. How are you, sir? I'm good, Grant. Hey, I'm not really surprised at the speed that the Raiders move, considering it's been kind of a PR nightmare for them over the last couple of weeks with the Gruden thing. And now this, followed by the additional information on the, on the action at 154 miles an hour. I mean, I'm not really surprised at how fast the team moved on this as far as waving and just cutting them. No. Every every team in the NFL would have done the same thing. Is there anything in Nevada law that, that will make the charge bigger depending on you know how much faster he was going i'm not i'm not an attorney i can't answer that question i really don't know what i do know is he's facing uh, a lot of jail time from what i'm reading and then i had a question about rogers and the and the protocol yeah. i should be looking this up because i'm a diehard nfl fan but you know now he's not vaccinated but with a per- player's not vaccinated you're saying something he has to be aware of where he is as far yes. as where he stands there's a, there, there are different rules for vaccinated players and unvaccinated players. Uh, there were times when he wasn't playing uh, this year uh, during the preseason on the sideline, not wearing a mask, uh, press conferences or in you know around other members of the media, not wearing a mask and some other things. Um, that's a no-no. That's in violation of the league's uh, uh, COVID protocols. So, but he was doing that and they knew he wasn't vaccinated, why didn't the league come down on him sooner than Because the league has said, the league has came out, the league came out and said this today, and I want to read this because this is very important, all right? Yeah. The NFL came out with a statement today, and uh, they said, let me get it here real quickly. Sure. Uh, They said, and I'm going to paraphrase because I can't find the exact quote, but it is is a, a team responsibility to enforce the covid protocols all right that it's it's up to the teams to enforce it because the teams know who is and who is not vaccinated mm-hmm. on the team and the nfl said that it is a t- here it is right here i'm going to read it word for word brian okay. mccarthy nfl spokesman quote the primary responsibility for enforcement of the covid protocols within club facilities rest with each club Failure to uh, properly enforce the protocols has resulted in discipline being assessed against individual clubs in the past. Gotcha. So there you you go. He made made us bed. Yep. And then here's another thing. You said November 13th, I think. That's going to push probably two games because he wouldn't wouldn't be back until, until the Friday of the following week. But I don't know how he could play with not practicing for the full week with the team. I mean, yeah. I don't see how it's possible. That's going to be interesting. Thank you, Al. It's always good hearing from you. I really appreciate you uh, chiming in here. Thank you very much. You have a good evening. Let's move along here to some more calls on Listen App with Ken. Ken, thank you very much. What can I do for you? What's going on, Grant? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you fine, Ken. Hey, man, uh, I just want to call in and uh, let you know I, I've, I've been watching you since I was a little kid, and uh, I'm a 35 year old man now so it's a long time so it's good uh good good that you're back and we get to talk to you again well i'm really happy to be on this uh app and i'm happy that you have found me and that you take the time to call me and i appreciate the kind words so uh thank you very much what you have any questions today yeah just uh so i'm a raiders kings fan so obviously the henry ruggs news today is a pretty uh disheartening to say the least um i guess when i first kind of got word of it i was kind of hoping for you know, you don't know all the info, but then when we got all the info, it's pretty much the worst case yes. imaginable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my, my my thoughts go out to the victims, and there's not much to say about that as far as, far as uh, Ruggs' case goes. Nope. Um, but uh, another thing on the Raiders, uh, I kind of I watched the uh, Chiefs-Giants game. Uh, was that Monday night, Sunday night? Monday night. Uh, Monday night. And uh, as far as the Chiefs go <sighs> – is, is their roster different from last year drastically? Yes. Or? Here's the real key, in my opinion, Ken. All five linemen are new linemen. 
that were not there last year. Their entire offensive line is different, all five guys. And I think that's the biggest difference. And their defense really is not very good this year. But I think when you look at Mahomes and his struggles, that offensive line, to me, is the biggest issue that I see with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Gotcha. Yeah, because I'm watching them. And uh, I remember the Chiefs, you know, the the great, you know, the, the past Chiefs teams. You know, it, it seemed like they would just ride on the Patrick Mahomes magic play. Yep. And I feel like he's still trying to do that, but just being unsuccessful, throwing the picks off, you know, tip balls. Um, but, you know, I'm looking at the Chiefs coming up on the Raiders schedule and it wouldn't put I'm not I'm not counting them out and wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they just turn on this Chiefs magic and win the rest of the game. Well, they're getting a break. They're getting a break this week because they won't be facing Aaron Rodgers. And I believe that there's no way they would have won against Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Now without Rodgers, I think the Chiefs, you know, I give them a a decent chance uh, to win this game and maybe get some momentum going. But uh, the Raiders clearly right now are a better football team than the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Gotcha. And uh, just a little comment on the Kings. Uh, watched last night's game. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of uh, waiting for Fox to to let loose, and uh, I could see it's it, it seems like it's in his head a little bit. It looked like there was a lid on the basket for quite a bit. But uh, I just wanted to uh, comment. I, I I get on Buddy Heald's case when he's uh, not doing so well or shooting bad or turning the ball over. But he, in my opinion, he's been shooting us into games. Same thing with Harrison Barnes. So that's a couple bright spots for the Kings. Well, Buddy, Buddy is better suited. I've I've been saying this for the last two years on a fairly regular basis. If you've listened to me, uh, as you have, Buddy Heald is not a starter in the NBA. He is better suited. He is best suited for being a sixth man and coming off the bench. That's his best role. And yeah, I think you're seeing it. I mean, he gives this team a lot of lift coming off the bench. I think that's where he belongs. Gotcha. And uh, I, I've kind of, I've listened to a couple of your podcasts, and you've touched on the Marvin Bagley thing. Um, it's just I understand he has to work his way into the rotation, but if you're not going to give him a shot, and is this really like a petty money thing, not giving him his playing time so he doesn't make the qualifying offer? Is that what's going on? I don't think do so. Think? I, I don't think so. I think that he had a bad preseason, and I think Luke and the the management made a decision that they were going to go with the players that earned the time in the preseason, and they don't feel that Marvin did that. They also feel that he's a liability on defense, and the number one goal this year was to become a better defensive team, and Marvin, quite frankly, is a poor defensive player, and I think that factored into it just as much. Gotcha. All right. Well, thanks for taking my call, Grant. Uh, oh, another question. Yeah. Uh, do, do you – you don't have to answer this, but did you did you know how many like uh, peep listeners were on KHDK when you were at your top? Uh, Every day, uh, roughly. I, I don't know in terms of the actual numbers, but I know that it was, you know, again, uh, for for many, many years, was always in the top three in the market in my demographic men, uh, 25 to 54. In terms of what that translates into, in terms of like, you know, actual numbers, I don't know the answer to that. Gotcha. I was just like looking like, all right, we're, we got 26. How far off we got to go to get this thing pumped up, you know? Well, I know no one listens to the station now uh, in the afternoon. I, I, do, I do know that. I tried. I, I tried, and I just can't. <laughs> well, I, I hear I hear that from everybody. But, okay, so here's the deal. Now you have an alternative, okay, because what I'm going to do, if you can pass the word along to your friends, once I get a certain number of people listening on this app, I'm going to do a multiple-hour show. So I'm, what I really want to do, Ken, is I want to duplicate what I had in Sacramento where I can do a show for a couple of hours, have guests on, have people like you call, and kind of go back the way it used to be. That's what my goal is. That'd be cool. I, I seen. Uh, I'm I'm out here in Roseville, and uh, I seen your billboard on 65. Is yeah. Uh, I think that that might be. A, you know, keep keep at that. You know, uh, just uh, keep your presence out here, and uh, I think over time you can get there. Well, I'm going to try. I'm always going to keep my presence in Sacramento. Sacramento's my home. Uh, people like yourself and so many others have supported me. And I, 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 Ken, I've been very honest about this. I miss talking to people like you and others. And that's why I love going on Listen App because I can talk live 
to people like you and Jay and Chris, the other callers from today and many others. And that's what fuels me. That's what makes me happy. That's why when I got fired from KHDK and they did not let me go on the air to address my audience of 26 years was a travesty. I never got a chance to go on the radio again. And after 26 years, that to me is just a travesty. Yeah, it was looking back, it was a pretty, I mean, turmoil riddled, you know, in our, in our society. And unfortunately you, you being a public figure and, and like it, it's you are a casualty. And like, so I wish you best of luck in your lawsuit Thank you. and receive uh, the justice that you're seeking. Um, Thank you. And uh, yeah, man, um, take care. I, uh, I'll call back soon. Yeah, you do that. Thank you, Ken. I really appreciate it. Be good. All right. All right. Take bye. care. Good stuff right there. Uh, really appreciate it when uh, I get so many people calling like we are today. All right, let's get to some more calls, and it's Preston. Preston, you're on with Grant Napier on Listen App. Hi there. Hey, Grant. Um, I was just curious to know if you care to elaborate on your uh, interaction with Doug Christie after you were let go. I have not talked to Doug since the day I was fired, June 2nd, between May 31st and June 2nd, I had multiple conversations with Doug, both over the phone and via text message, like maybe 20 or 25 conversations, maybe, maybe, maybe 25 is too much. Maybe, well, no, it's probably not too much. Um, we were talking constantly between the time of the tweet and the time leading up to me being fired at about 2.40 in the afternoon on Tuesday, June 2nd. Um. Okay. Yeah. I just, I remember that, uh, I think you got a question on your podcast and you mentioned how he was a coward. And so I just wanted to know if maybe you could elaborate on. Yeah, that. I would be happy to. Um, I probably said it wrong. I said him remaining silent was what I really meant to say was cowardly. I don't think Doug is a coward, but I think him remaining silent was cowardly, particularly when between Sunday night, May 31st and June 2nd, uh, he said, Napes, what do you need me to do? What can I do for you? You know, I have your back, blah, 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 blah. Well, he didn't have my back. And so to me, um, his actions during that 48 hours where he didn't stick up for me was cowardly. I don't think Doug is a coward that came right. out wrong. And, you know, maybe I'm responsible for that coming out wrong. Doug Christie's not a coward, but his act of silence to me was cowardly. Does that make sense? Yeah, so he didn't, so I guess um, what I'm getting is he didn't seem to agree with your statement then, or? Well, um, I, I, um, he, he didn't have any problem with my statement based on the text message that he gave me. I'll just put it to you that way. Okay, all right. Well, thank, thank you, you. Appreciate it. Maybe someday I'll make those public, but, you know, again, I don't think that's fair to Doug. Um, we were having private conversations so i don't know you know i i i still respect doug a lot uh, i really do um i don't respect him for remaining silent i think uh, he i think deep down he probably regrets it too now but i'll let him speak on that i'm not going to speak on that you know i consider doug one of my very best friends we used to go out to dinner every night we used to play golf together all the time. We were constantly messaging one another when we were not working. Doug knows I absolutely worked hard to make him a good broadcaster. I mentored him. I helped him. I supported him. Uh, I thought I did everything for him. But more than anything, I considered him a really, really, really good friend. And when I needed him, he wasn't there for me. Plain and simple, he wasn't there for me. And he told me he was going to be there for me. You know, it, it, he shouldn't have told me he was going to be there for me, which he did repeatedly during those 48 hours. I mean, why tell me that and then disappear on me, right? Would you want that to happen to you? Someone that you think is a really, really good friend of yours? And they, get, they, they tell you that they're going to support you and they've got your back and they blah, blah, blah. And then they, they, they disappear. I mean, come on. Martin Luther King, one of his great sayings, in the end, we will not remember the words of our enemies, but the silence 
of our friends. I don't even have to read that. I got that memorized. How about that? In the end, we will not remember the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Can't really say it any better than that. Can't really say it any better than that. And yes, did I misspeak when I called Doug a coward? Yeah, what I meant to say was him remaining silent was cowardly. It's a big difference. Big difference. All right, if you want to get in on today's program, it's very easy to do. All you have to do is hit that hand icon, raise your hand, and we'll get you right on. I've made it very clear here on Listen App. I am going to make this an open forum. You can ask me anything. And if I cannot answer a question, I will tell you that I cannot answer a question. There may be some legal reasons that I am not able to answer a question. But if I do, if you ask me a question that I can't answer, I'll tell you I can't answer that. But pretty much I'll be able to answer just about anything that you throw my way. And again, if I can't, I will tell you. All right? And if you're just joining me for the first time, understand that I'm going to be doing this show every weekday at 3 o'clock Pacific. If for some reason I am unable to do a show because of a travel commitment or an event that I have to be at, I will let you know. Something else that I would like to know from you is if I cannot do a show on a particular day at, let's say, 3 o'clock Pacific, would you like me to do it later? Like, would you be okay if I do a show at, like, 5 o'clock Pacific? Because what I want to do is I want to build up a multi-hour show. So do you think, like, 3 to 5 is best? Do you think 4 to 6 is best? Like, what do you think? What would you prefer... On Listen App. You can hit me up on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Grant Napier Show. And just let me know. All right? Let me know whether you would want a show beginning at 3 Pacific or 4 Pacific. What would be better? Now, I know everybody doesn't have the same schedule. But what do you think? All right? Here's something else that I'm going to do. And I'm toying with the idea. And I want to know how you feel about this. How would you feel about watching a game together and having open dialogue where I can put five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of you on stage and we can just have a ongoing dialogue as we're watching a game, right? So we watch, let's say, a Kings game. Let's say we're watching the Kings and the Lakers, right? And even though we're on just audio here, I put a bunch of you on stage with me and we all have an open dialogue where you comment, I comment. Maybe I get Jerry Reynolds on with me one night, okay? And it's Jerry and I and you call up and you ask us questions and Jerry and I talk about what's going on in the game. Would that be something that you would like? Because I'm thinking of different ways to branch this out and... Make it a very entertaining segment here on Listen App. So I can get a couple of guests. You know, maybe Jerry will come on with me. We'll have a game on and we'll comment and we'll just have open form as we're watching a game together. And it just doesn't have to be with the Kings. Maybe we do it on a big Thursday night football game. Or maybe we do it, whatever. You know, you 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 just, you let me know. All right. So you can hit me up on social media. You can just call right here, raise your hand, and let me know what you think would be good. And I'm open to any suggestions because I want to make this a really good channel. I want Listen App to be part of your everyday listening habits. I want to bring it to you. I want to come up with different ideas so that 
we can really grow this. All right. That's that's what I want to do. That's my goal. So I'm going to toy around. I'm going to play with some ideas. But in addition to going more than one hour or more than 30 minutes, whatever the case may be, I want to know what is the best time for you. You like three o'clock to five o'clock? If we can go two hours, do you prefer four o'clock to six o'clock? Do you prefer three thirty to five thirty? All right, I'm open. All right, I, I want to make it work for you. Obviously, I want to maximize the audience. The more listeners, the better it is. Obviously, would you like to watch a game with me and comment on it? Have six, seven, eight, nine, ten people on stage, all talking about the game. Would you like to have me get Jerry Reynolds on one night and have you know commentary going that way? Now, league rules prohibit. We can't just announce the game, but we can certainly comment live on the game. Uh, That is perfectly legal. So think about that, all right? And as I adjourn this session for today, give that some thought tonight. And then tomorrow, maybe you can call up and give me your ideas, give me your thoughts. We'll also get you ready for the Jets and the Colts tomorrow. And anything else, we'll have more on the Buster Posey story as he is going to announce his retirement from the San Francisco Giants tomorrow. Hey, this is a really good show today. I really appreciate all the phone calls, the interaction, and one of my favorite shows that I've done here on Listen Up. So thank you. Thank you if you're a new listener. Pass the word along to your friends. Let them know I'm doing this, and we'll make this a habit each and every day. All right? Make it a good one. Thank you so much. Grant Napier saying so long, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.